0: In the middle of the 90s, Philip Vella started to participate as a composer in the Maltese pre-selection for the Eurovision Song Contest. It is something he will continue to do, and when we record this conversation, he has competed in the Maltese competition with almost 80 songs, six of which has won the competition and competed in the Eurovision Song Contest. What does he remember from all these years? Which song is he most proud of? And which song ought to have won? We will also talk about his new album, 60 Plus, that you have a chance to win. But more about that later in the episode. This is Eurovision Legends, and I'm your local Globetrotter, Emma Lovström. Welcome to Eurovision Legends, Philip Vella.
1: Hi Emil, nice talking to you and uh, greetings to all your listeners.
0: It's lovely to have a chat with you. When did you first become
1: interested in Eurovision? Um, in Malta, actually, we don't have anything except for Eurovision, especially in the 90s. <laughs> um, it was always a dream to, to export our product away from our little island. The only occasion we had was uh, the eurovision because obviously then you go and perform in in a a foreign country many countries see it and that's your chance of exporting our product Uh, i mean so i as a composer I had to compete in the Maltese uh, festival. It took me quite some time because actually I hate festivals. <laughs> I hate it that only one song wins and all the other songs are thrown by the wayside. So it took me some while because I couldn't accept to succeed in something. I have to go and take part in a festival. But then I had to do it. And obviously, if you have to do it, you have to do it the best you can. And that's how it all started.
0: Yeah, and you have competed in the Malta's pre-selection many times. And yeah. I think I would like to talk a little about the songs that never reached Eurovision before we talk about those that did. So I asked you in advance to prepare a list of five songs that you really like that never reached Eurovision. And I want to hear, have you put them in order as a top list or is it a completely random?
1: No, I, th- I think they are, through the years... Um, uh... I think the uh, first one was uh, in uh, 2002, actually. Yeah. For example, after, after I won in 2000. Then the following year, I had a song which I really liked, and which I really I like up to now. And I really had high hopes for it. And it didn't win. And for me, it's still one of my favorites up to now. It's called Spellbound, and it was by Ira Losco, who actually, I won with her with Seventh Wonder the following year.
0: Exactly, and <laughs> Spellbound came second. Yeah. When you move to touch me Yeah. Fabrizio Faniello won this year with another yeah. summer night. Yeah. In Eurovision, it it got a ninth place. Uh-huh. Do you think Spellbound would have gained a better place?
1: Well, oh, you can never tell, actually. I mean, obviously. I always believe in the song, but every festival, as you know, every festival has its conditions, its atmosphere, what song to win. That's why the challenge is so nice in Eurovision, because you can never tell. Nobody ever got the formula right. You think that you're going to do well, but many things seem to go haywire or many things seem to go well. For example, I knew that we were going to do well with 7th there. I knew from the first rehearsal, from the first minute, I knew that it was going to do well i had this feeling like i have a, i had the feeling when uh, the other times i competed and i knew that something was not clicking and something was not well and i was right as well at that time but so you can never tell actually you can never tell
0: this was the second time you competed with ira losco because i know you competed with her the year before with the with well, the
1: song shine, shine. wow wow <laughs> well informed well informed
2: There's the music in my voice. My heart, you're the part in my touch. Oh, you are the dreams that never die. You're the passion in my dreams, yeah. you're the shelter in the rain. You're the wisdom in my mind. Oh, we are the spark that lights my smile. And
0: you're gonna shine right. Uh, which is the next song you would like to highlight?
1: Um, The next song was uh, Julian Ludwig, which was 2003. I started working with them. I think they were a fun couple and really, really nice people. And this was this first song that I got in the finals with them. This was this was called My Number One. This song again gives me good memories. Because I started to work with them. I knew that they were really nice people. It was a good combination. So I'm choosing this one, my number one, because that was fun as well.
2: When you're close, you close to make me fly with your
1: I don't know and if that finished in the top three, actually. No, it, di- it, it didn't.
0: It didn't, actually. it finished
1: second televoting. That's what I know. Because there was televoting and judges. And televoting, it finished second. That's what I remember, yeah.
0: Yeah, and this year, Lynn kirkopp won with the song yeah. Dream Again. And yeah. Malta ended in his 27th place with only four points. And I'm pretty sure that my number one would have Got a better place?
1: As again, I can never tell. You know, you can never tell. But, but I mean, it was it was a good precursor for the following year. Then for for yeah.
0: and Ludwig. Yeah, but and what, in my uh, opinion, a much better song than uh, "To Dream Again."
1: I thank you very much. But I mean, that's what the judges and what the people decided at that time, and, and I have to accept it. But these are songs which, funnily enough, some of them I uh, are are more. I'm sorry, I didn't with with them, and. Uh, Maybe I could have preferred winning with them than winning with the actual songs I won. You know, some of them.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe except seventh won there. There's another song which I chose, which is, I think, one of my favorite songs, which was way before all these. Actually, I should have mentioned this as the first one, which is Walk With Me, which I wrote, which was in the festival in 1997, but which I actually submitted in 1996, before there was this uh, ethnic people started submitting ethnic songs, like in 1997 when I had Walk With Me, there was Debbie the Sherry with an ethnic, let me fly type of song. Yeah, But in 1996, I was so sorry. It was the only year, I think, which I didn't have a song in the festival. But I submitted "Walk with Me," which which I consider at that time was a really innovative song for Malta, which with a sound that they never heard before, because normally they were all after ballads in in the in the traditional sense. But I submitted this, and it didn't make it in the final in nineteen ninety six. And I was sorry that it made it in 1997 because then it was not innovative and original anymore. But still, one of my favorite songs. And I still think Mark Donna was a fantastic singer for that particular song. Walk with
2: me, talk to me. Help me stand. Take. Every time I dream I always see your face When I close my arms it's you that I embrace I'll always be with you, you. With me. Did
0: he sang the demo 1996 too?
1: Yes it was exactly the same song, which I didn't change anything in 1996 when I submitted it. But then it made in 1997, which I consider it was too late then for it.
0: And we will talk more about Debbie Sherry and Let, Let Me Fly because I know that you joined her on stage.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I was a guitarist actually on stage. My first time in Eurovision.
0: Exactly. Which one is the next song?
1: So we talked about three of them. The next song is called Deja Vu, which is definitely one of my favorite songs which I've written. Definitely. I think it's one of my favorite songs by far. Obviously, that year there was Chiara who had uh, my Angel, which was a difficult competition for us. But it was the time when I really, really felt sorry we didn't, I didn't win with that song, because I thought that had real, real potential. And we reached, I think, such a good standard with that. I was worried that we won't do it again with Olivia Lewis.
0: Peter with her two years later, but actually I saw the um, televoters' list from 2005, and uh, Déjà Vu and Angel got much more televotes than the other songs.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. So, but I was, for me, it was a wasted song. I was really, really, really sorry that I didn't win that. Song. This happened again. We're going to go to my next song, which is again, I can repeat the exact explanation I just gave you for Deja Vu with Pure, sound by Claudia Faniello, which up to now, I try not to hear this song because every time I hear this song, I feel bad about about the whole thing because I think that song should have won that year. Uh, And I'm not saying because I think the whole theater, the people, everybody, seemed to like that song but then it didn't win so up to this day I'm really sorry that didn't win and to make matters worse I think there was a judge at that time who came later to tell me I don't know how that song didn't win you know so I was sorry about the whole thing
2: My heart on my sleeve Soaking up the sun You don't have to say a word You can see cause and effect
0: I have actually picked a favorite too okay. that didn't reach Eurovision and that's Moondance by Baklava that ended in a sixth place in 2011.
1: Wow, 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 yeah, another interesting idea, I think, uh, with the violin and the, uh, and the whole setup. I always try to do something different than than what people expect and that was another experiment. Started as a favorite in the festival but then something happened in the festival. finished finish sixth.
0: Yeah and this was your third attempt with Baklava you have uh-huh. you competed with them before with Kamikaze Lover and Euphoria. Uh huh. Was it specially written
1: for Baklava? Yes yes definitely normally I always write songs for the singer always. Okay. I, mean, I never write a song and then and then yes this is will give. I always have a singer in mind and I write for the singer always especially for Eurovision always. I never sit down and write a song. I, I, I think, okay, this finished up good, maybe I'll give it to. I never do that, ever.
0: In 1997, you arranged the song Let Me Fly and joined the debuchery on stage in Dublin.
3: Yeah.
0: Can you take us back to your memories from Dublin?
1: I think the, my best ever Eurovision was in Dublin. First of all, I only had the responsibility of being a guitarist. It was not my song, you know, it was, I was just there to play the guitar. Dublin was fantastic, an incredible place for Eurovision. The nightlife, the night band the bands at night in, in Dublin. It was such, such, such a good time for me. and um, the whole the whole fifteen days. <laughs> Strange thing happened because we were supposed just to mine on stage. We were—I was not supposed to play live on stage on that day. And then when we went there, they told us, "No, no, no, no! The band is not going to play your part. You have to play them." So we had to then play, um, actually play on the night. But as a Eurovision, from all the Eurovisions I've been, that and in 2003, in 2003 I was with the Ukraine the first time. Uh, Alexander. Bonomaryov was uh, representing uh, Ukraine for the first time. I was his uh, advisor, kind of. Because I wrote him a song which he liked. I mean, there it was a big uh, thing in Ukraine in 2003. And they they wanted songs from all over uh, Europe. Exactly. Lots of people submitted songs Mm -hmm. and they wrote to me because the previous year I came second in the Eurovision. They had a special committee to select songs, and my song was chosen. Look, I went to Ukraine with the song. He recorded the song, but then in the last minute, he chose the, the song he actually sang. I don't remember what.
0: Uh, it. it was Hasta yes. Vista. Hasta La Vista. What happened with your song?
1: I don't know. The last minute I was there in Ukraine. I spent the whole time in Ukraine whilst they recorded the song. The song was recorded. My song was recorded. But then in the last minute, he chose that song. But then I got a phone call that the singer wanted me with him all the time in Eurovision. And I was the one who was with him in press conferences. And everywhere he went, I was the one with him. He wanted me there. Um, which was in Latvia, a very, very nice experience without that much responsibility. So I could enjoy the Eurovision proper, but really a good Eurovision.
0: Did you release the song later?
1: I think in Malta, I did it with a Maltese uh, singer. I can't remember his name now, and we submitted it a couple of times and didn't make it to the finals in Malta.
0: Did the guy from Ukraine record the song? He did record it, yes.
1: Can we hear it? No, no, I don't have Hearst recording. He never gave me, He never gave me the recording.
0: Okay. In 2000 you won the competition and got to go okay. to Stockholm with Claudette Pace. Yeah. And this was the third time you competed with her in the competition in Malta. Yeah. Tell us about the happy pill of a song, Desire.
1: I always experiment with the singers. It was, as you say, three years, we were trying different kinds of songs until uh, Gerard James Borges gave me these lyrics which were fun lyrics and I told her listen we should do a fun song. I'm really happy with that song because in Malta at the moment in all the parties major parties in Malta that is one of the songs they play every time and everybody sings it and everybody plays it. From all my songs <laughs> that is the song that in it's really, and obviously I laugh because everybody's sending me videos from the parties to, to let me hear that they're still playing this song. Which for me, it means a lot that in 2020, 20 years later, the song is still doing the rounds. You know, so it yeah. means it, it, it's, it's. I mean, for me, that's a proof and a seal that the song was good at that time. I think Claudette embraced it, and it was. It's one of the songs which I think should, we should have done better at the Eurovision proper.
2: Thank you
0: location in Stockholm, Malta had hired the same team that backed Charlotte Nilsson as the backup singers.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. Really nice singers. How come? Because we had the head of delegation at the time and he used to do that nearly all the time, you know, because obviously the singers would be from Sweden, from the same country. Obviously they were fantastic singers at the time. Really, really, really good singers, which which gave the song a, re- a real big boost at the time. Um, uh, and he, he always thought that the singers would be from the same country. Obviously we would be more welcome because they would be part of our delegation. And I think it was a good, really good idea. We did that again uh, with Tiro Losco in 2002 because they're from Estonia at that time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what do you remember from Stockholm?
1: I've been to Stockholm quite a few times um, because even uh, uh, my song uh, Vertigo and my song Vodka were uh, mixed and produced by uh, blonde, long hair. He wrote Ethoria. Thomas Gigson. Thomas Gigson. Yeah. Yes. So obviously he's a friend of mine. And, and uh, I was there with him I was there on a cruise. So I like Stockholm a lot. Um, I enjoy myself in Stockholm. I've been there quite a few times, but there in 2000 it was at the Globe Arena, which was a fantastic place because you're staying in the same hot and in, in the same place as the Eurovision is. You open up the TV and you see the rehearsal. You go on breakfast and you see the stage. As a place, as it was an incredible place.
0: Malta ended in eighth place with 73 points, and the song became a minor hit here in Sweden. Actually,
1: yeah, yeah, that desire, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I tell you, I'm
1: glad even up to now. I mean, in the party scene, it's still, it's still a good party song.
0: Uh, Denmark One was that the best song in your opinion?
1: Funnily enough, um, when we, whilst we were on the aircraft going to Sweden and we were talking, I told everybody that if I had to write a song, if I if one of the songs, if, if they had to tell me choose which song, you should. You, you, you should have written, you know, you could yeah, yeah. have written. I said, I would have written Denmark's song. And, and everybody laughed at me because at the time, everybody was saying, you should have a good dance and a good uh, show and a good uh, nice girls jumping up and down and they are too old. But I said, listen, it gives me such a good feeling, that song, whenever I hear it, such a good vibe. If I had to write a song, that was it. And then when they won, they told me, yeah, you were right, you know, I mean, because it was magical how they did it and how how it all ended up in, uh, on stage. And I mean, funnily enough, they were talking to me because there is a Danish village in Malta, a small village where the Danish tourists come to Malta, and they were contracted to come and play in this village, in this Malta village. So they were asking me, but obviously then they won the Eurovision, they forgot all about the Danish village in Malta because they were touring all around. Fly on the wings of love Fly baby
2: fly Reaching the stars
0: above Touching the sky Two years later, in 2002, you won again in Malta and this time with the charming Ira Losco. Yeah. And she sang two songs in this national final. It was Seventh Wonder and One Step Away.
1: Uh-huh. Do you think the best song won? I think so. I think so. For me, it was such a sweet song for such a sweet girl. Yeah. And it worked in Eurovision for that reason, for me. Such a sweet song for such a sweet next door girl. No grandeur, No no trying to be more than what we actually are. She was the perfect, sweet, simple girl with a nice smile singing a sweet song. And I think that worked for the whole festival. There was a natural thing about the whole thing which I think worked. And that's what I saw when I said to my, to my friends we're going to do well with this, with this song. I, I see this natural natural thing um, which it's very difficult to get.
2: His fashion birth. Natural I wonder, he's got the makings of my 7 bonder.
0: In 2002, the contest was held in Tallinn. Can you take us back to Estonia?
1: Estonia was a nice place, coming out of the uh, ex-communist area and trying to find the feet. But the, the people that were really nice, uh, the country was really nice. There was an old town I remember well, which we used to have fun w- with. Um, We as a group were a really nice group with no... uh, We had fun during the whole thing, obviously because things started to get well and when things go well you know everything goes well and everything is is, is fine. So it was a nice it was a nice uh, whole 15 days in Estonia.
0: Latvia won with 12 points more than Malta and this was the best result to that date for Malta in the contest. When did you realize that you maybe would end up in the top places?
1: I realized early in the festival that we're, we're, we're going to finish top three. That's why my friends were mad at me because I was saying this all the time. <laughs> we're going to finish top three. I was certain we're going to finish top three. I had this feeling. was sorry we didn't do better because I think Latvia won, yes, but I, th- I don't think she won with a good song. I think she won with a good gimmick. You know, I was sorry. For that only. I think Latvia is the only song that won in the, in the past 20 years where, where the song didn't do anything after they won, After she won. It was the, the skirt thing that, that, that she changed that actually won, won her, the festival. And I was looking at the points whilst they were coming in. And we were getting 12, and she was getting 12. And I saw from the middle onwards the rest of the countries that were going to vote. And I noticed that many of them were ex-Soviet countries. And I told them, listen, we're gonna be near, but we're not gonna win. So near yet so far away.
0: Yeah. yeah. Malta and Seven Wonder was my favorite this year, and I was totally mesmerized by Ira Losko. I, th- I think she were, it was she was fantastic during that song. And in Sweden, Swedish version of
1: the song. Yeah. The following year. Yes. Ida
0: Hederberg sang it and it was called i närmre
1: Yeah, I was so happy they did
0: it.
2: <laughs> I'm
1: it was the first time or one of the first time that somebody outside Malta did one of my songs actually so I heard a different version of my song done in a foreign language <laughs> with a different arrangement it was I was so happy with the whole thing and done well I think it was done well I don't think the, I, don't, I don't understand the, the lyrics but they rocked it up a little bit and the guitar work which I, I liked in the whole song so I was really really happy with that song
0: 2002 was a good year, in my opinion. Do you remember if you had any favorites among their competitors?
1: I think Estonia had a good song. A nice Swedish girl, if I remember.
0: Yes, exactly. Think... Anna Salin, that joined yeah. Claudette Pace. She was one
1: Yes, of the backup... yes, yes. I think she had the song, which I really, really, really liked that year. Just
2: find a way to the star.
1: I mean, this is from first impressions. Um, and that year, I think uh, Ralph Siegel, everybody thought Ralph Siegel was going to win because he had the girl... Uh, the, the blind girl. The blind girl, yeah, with, with the song. So everybody thought that he was going to win because people are going to vote for her. because. They're... But uh, when I heard the song and I saw the whole thing, I, I was convinced that she was not going to win.
2: I can't think
1: I like that song by, uh, by, I don't remember her name.
0: Corinna like, May.
1: Yeah, not, but, no, the Estonian, the Estonian girl. Ah,
0: oh, Anna Salin, the yeah, song was yeah, called yeah. Runaway.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that song a lot.
0: In 2004, you won for the third time in Malta, this time with the song And Again Of Again with Julian Ludwig. Uh, was this song specially written for the couple?
3: Yes, 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 it
0: was. Was it in initially in a pop opera genre from the beginning?
1: Yes, yes, it was because um, Julie sometimes sang, you know, with that falsetto voice in, in in musicals and places like that. So I I heard her once doing a musical where that with that bit where she sang a similar bit with that falsetto voice, and I thought I don't think this has ever been used in a song, so I should I should I should uh, make use of it.
2: On again, off again Like the rhythm of rain We need to decide Find an end through this game Such wonderful times Many natural
0: I wonder, because you are singing yourself, do you sing the first demo? No, no, no. You never do?
1: No, no, no. no. I sing, I, I write a song and make it on a, I play the melody on the piano and then they come. And obviously then I sing it to them whilst they are, they are here and I find that the key is right and it fits them and obviously they like it. And we work together from there. No, no, I don't normally sing because my voice is quite low. I've got quite a low voice, so very difficult to sing especially when there's a lady singing
0: yeah <laughs> in 2004 the trip went to turkey please yes. take us back to istanbul
1: um istanbul was quite interesting quite an interesting place um at that time the festival was okay it was the first time we had to worry because it was the first time that if we don't make it in the top Ten there was a semi final, so it was a worry you know that that we had to do well, or else malta wouldn 't compete, so that was a responsibility there but as a as a festival, it was quite quite good. We had a problem with the mic, I was quite mad, and we spent between the last rehearsal and the pro- festival proper we had to stay in the hot, in the uh, hall because Julie had a problem with her mic, and this came up in the first rehearsal didn 't come up in the second rehearsal came up in the third rehearsal didn't come up in the evening, but then came up in the last rehearsal. So I was quite mad about the whole thing. And I was quite worried that this would happen again in the final and proper. And I think that caused a little bit of a concern, even to the singers, which I mean, you never expect this to happen in a festival of such a great, where, where a lot of attention is given and the equipment is really high class and the people taking care are really up to date. But this happened. You know, and it didn't happen once. It kept happening and happening and happening. So we had to stay, as I tell you, I told you we had to stay between the last rehearsal and the proper show. We had to stay in the hotel and the hall to to, to try and fix the problem and see what it was. That was my only concern in that festival.
0: The song ended in a 12th place in the final and Ruslana with Wild Dances won. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Opinions about the outcome?
1: I liked Ruslana, I liked the song. I liked everything about it. I mean, obviously I was still 2004, as I told you, I was with the Ukrainians on the previous year when they took part for the first time.
0: Exactly. So
1: the same delegation came. So I was friends with Ruslana. I still have some presents from Ruslana, which he brought me after uh, at 2004. So I was happy for them even that they won. And I was happy for them of how they did the whole thing from 2003, the first time. That they took part, 2004, they managed to win it. I was happy for them.
2: Three years later, in 2007
0: you won a gigantic victory and broke all televoting records in Malta. Yeah. This wasn't the first time you competed with Olivia Lewis because uh, you participated with her in 2005 with the song Deja Vu. Yeah. In your opinion, was Vertigo a better song than Deja
1: Honestly, no, I don't think so. Vertigo was good, but I prefer Deja
0: In 2007, the contest was held in Finland since you won the year before. Yeah. How was uh, Helsinki?
1: Helsinki was good. Many fans like Vertigo. I love Vertigo. Yeah, many <laughs> fans. So I was, we went there with quite high hopes for the whole festival because the feedback um, was really, really, really good. And I'm lost, and I'm- I think it was the best feedback we ever got for one of my songs from all the previous years, including 7th Wonder. The first feedback was really good. I think we got it wrong on stage. Something went wrong. We were talking in the beginning that the song, the singer and the whole atmosphere has, have to fit. Yeah. Vertical was a song which, this for a particular reason, which up to now I don't know why didn't, didn't work.
0: In the semi-final, it only gathered 15 points and did not qualify for the final.
1: Yeah. Why only 15 points, do you think? I can't understand. I can't understand why. I don't think the people that voted appreciated appreciated the song as much as the fans appreciated it prior to the festival. And I think um, the song you hear it on CD and the song you hear in the festival, I don't think that transferred well maybe due to the visuals, maybe due to the way the singer sang, maybe. It could be quite, quite a lot of things, but I don't think the final product worked.
0: This song is actually my favorite of your songs, as I oh. love the oriental touch of it, and it contains both Middle Eastern and Far Eastern elements. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Did you write more songs for Olivia Lewis? I don't think I wrote any more songs for Olivia Lewis. After that one, because then in singers in Malta after they, they go to Eurovision they tend to throttle down, you know, instead of relax. Like that, that was the pinnacle of their career, and then they they kind of relax. But I tend to write songs which are, which have got this uh, oriental feel, which I like. I, I like a lot. It makes the songs it makes the songs different and it makes the songs tastier. I find with, with these oriental sounds.
0: Serbia won with the song Molitva, and yeah. the competition was held in Belgrade in
1: 2008, and you were there. Yeah. I was there with one of my favorite singers, actually. Not because of her voice only, but because of her charisma. Morena, as she was on fire all the time. I thought she had the perfect ingredients to do well in the Eurovision stage. Quite um, bubbly, always with a smile, knows how to, what to say, always jumping around. Um, with the fans, with the press, always doing well. But unfortunately, the song didn't do well. Again, another mystery why it didn't do well. But obviously, I felt it was not going to do well. So again, something didn't work in the festival program.
0: The song was vodka, and uh, it had a typical Russian vibe over yeah,
1: it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always I try to do something which is uh, which adds spice to the song, you know, which is adds a character to the song. That had this uh, Russian character, and uh, I thought it was going to transmit a lot of energy um, uh, when people hear it on the TV. You know, normally there are lots of ballads and slow songs, so I thought with this, you know, pumped up song full of energy, maybe it could be the different song which, which actually you know, people would notice you know, you're after grabbing people's attention for a few seconds for them to remember when they come to vote and they say the one I remember is vodka, you know for a reason again, and that's what's nice about festivals that didn't work, because again <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't make it to the final
0: Yeah, vodka finished 14th in the semi-final were you very disappointed?
1: I was very disappointed, yes. Very, very disappointed. For her and for, for the song. Because I thought, you know, it was her chance. Maybe she needed more experience for the whole thing. Maybe um, uh, she went too early to the festival because I think it was the first time she competed uh, on her own and, and she won. Maybe she needed more experience. But I was sorry for her because I, I thought she had... The, the, the potential of, of doing well, you know, and not only in the Eurovision proper. How was Belgrade? Quite good. I mean, it, it was not the first time I was in Belgrade. I was there before um, in Belgrade. So I kind of knew the place a little bit, but no problems.
0: Russia won in 2008 with Dima Bilan and the song mm-hmm. Believe. Yeah. Do you remember if you had any favorites among the competitors?
1: Not really, no.
0: I remember that Malta gave uh, 12 points to Sweden with uh, Charlotte Perelli with the song Hero.
1: She, she didn't make it either, if I remember correctly. She, oh, she, she
0: made it? Yeah, she got, got, yeah. got through to the yeah. final but ended in a very bad place.
1: Yeah. But, she ne- but she, I mean she was voted in by the judges or something like that. Exactly. Had, yeah, I remember, I remember. But I didn't like that song particularly from Sweden. that song a
0: lot. After Belgrade in 2008, it would take nine years for you to go back to Eurovision. And during this period, you competed in Malta with 40 songs in total in the national final. How come it took
1: nine years? You have to tell the judges and you have to tell the televoting public. <laughs> <laughs> actually, not the televoting public, because I had a song which actually won. Jessica Muscat uh, with a song, I don't know what the, the name of. Was it Ultraviolet? Ultraviolet,
0: that's the one. Okay, so Ultraviolet got more televoters than, than uh, the other song that, that won that in one, 2013. Yeah. Yes.
1: yes, she won the teleporter.
0: Well, my favourite song with majestic is Fandango. Wow. <laughs> Our hearts are dancing on Fandango
1: So let the beat into
2: your head Our hearts are dancing on tango.
1: You like those type of songs.
0: You yes. Remember? Tell me about the song Breathlessly with Claudia Faniello that you wrote together with your old partner in crime, Gerard Jamesborg, and your son, Sean Vella.
1: Yeah. I was really, really sorry we didn't win with, with Pure. Well, as we said before, should have won the festival. So after Claudia didn't win with Pure, she didn't want to compete in the festival anymore. She felt really down about the whole festival and about the whole thing. Um then I wrote Breathlessly, which actually was not a song which I wrote for Claudia. It was a song which somebody needed a demo for a foreign festival. I don't remember which one it was because I tend to send uh, songs for, for festivals. But I wrote it. Uh, then Claudia came to my house and I said, listen, are you sure you don't want to take part anymore? I have a song which you should hear. So she heard the song and she went totally mad about the song. She was totally in love about Breathlessly. And again, I think she sang fantastic on the final night. She was perfect during the whole rehearsals. So I couldn't fault her one time during the festival whilst we were um, in... Kiev. Kiev. So again, a mystery to me how she didn't make it to the finals. Um, People say it was an old-fashioned type of song, but obviously for me that doesn't solve my problem how, why she didn't because then the song that won was the Portugal song which more as old fashioned as that song it couldn't be so I thought breathlessly was gonna again transmit a lot of feelings to the people that's gonna watch it at home because she she does it in a very she sings in a very uh, in, a, in a in a in a way that makes you feel emotionally uh, charged but it didn't work
2: breathlessly
1: can't understand and find a reason why she didn't do well in that festival. Um, I don't think we had good uh, publicity for it. I mean, fans tended to break it down and say it's not good and say it's old-fashioned and things like this, which I don't think it helps. But I find it a pity that it didn't do well in the festival.
0: Claudia had competed in the Maltese final 10 times before Breathlessly and with several songs composed by you. Yeah. Yeah. How was Kiev?
1: Um... I told you I was in Kiev 12 years before or 13 years before, I don't know.
0: 2003.
1: Yeah, and then 2017, right? Yeah. Kiev, quite a change in those, in those years. Quite a change for the better, I think. I was impressed, actually, of how far they went um, as a country.
0: Claudia Faniello is the sister to Fabrizio, Fabrizio Faniello. Yeah. Have you never worked with him?
1: Yes, yes, I have. I did write songs for him in Maltese. And he had a couple of songs lately, which I co-wrote with him, actually. His latest singles, I co-wrote with him. And even in his latest album, I think there are a couple of songs which are mine.
0: Have you written and submitted anything for Eurovision since 2017?
1: No. Since the festival uh, has been decided by Malta's Got Talent or whatever, X Factor. No, I haven't. Actually, I don't agree with X-Factor at all. For the, for the X-Factor singer to represent Malt at Eurovision, I don't agree with it at all. Why? Because it's, um, I believe, X-Factor should be, but for new singers to find their feet and obviously do it like they do in other countries all around the world, where they offer the singer a good contract by a good record company and they uh, mold her to becoming a star. Um, that, I believe, totally. In giving the, I mean, the um, end, the end premium to, to somebody who wins, they expect there to go to revision. I mean, when before there used to be a festival where all the composers in Malta used to write, um, or it was a healthy competition between the singers and etc. etc. That all that is lost in Malta, which is a pity.
0: Malta is a very small country, and I mean, can you find ten new contestants every year? that have
1: uh, talent. I mean, you can't find 10 new ones, but the ones that didn't win the, the year and the year before and the year before could take part again.
0: But I mean, in X Factor, there had to be new artists every year, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: but many of the artists that took part in Eurovision festivals didn't take part in the X Factor if you know what I mean. And I can understand why. It, it was not because they snobbed the festival because it should be for new singers, budding, new budding singers. And even, I mean, I I agree that there should be an X Factor because then I, as a composer, can find the singer and I say, wow, I can target her with the song. You know what I mean? and find, But, but I don't think then to go to Eurovision, it should be through the X Factor. It should be through a festival like they do in Sweden, for example. They do... It's a mega festival in Sweden. Mega. Yeah. Festival. Yeah. And I mean I think it's 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 the best way to do it. They go to different towns and they go, you know, the, the songs are popular before they even make it to the to the festival. It's such a healthy, it's such a healthy uh, way to do it.
0: How many countries in Europe have you sent songs to quite to p- their national finals?
1: Quite a few. I was in Holland.
0: Yeah, with so much love.
1: With, with uh, Ebonique. France. we finished second and it was a good song I think yeah uh, and again it should, it should have won
0: Ma Liberté
1: you yeah, yes Ma Liberté yeah
0: okay so in 2014 you competed with Ma Liberté with Joanna yeah
2: Ma Liberté la seule chose que je
1: I will tell you something really funny. You know, I write so many songs that sometimes my son sits on the piano and plays a song, and I tell him, "Wow, good! This is good." He said, "Yeah, of course it's good. It's your song." <laughs> and I don't give even... him. <laughs> How Which... many songs
0: do you think you have you have uh, released? Le-
1: loads. I more mean, more than
0: I, a thousand.
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe it could be because since 1995, I've written songs. You know, loads and loads of songs, and very good songs too. Well, I try not always good songs because I'm sorry when I didn't do well in the Eurovision. I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, you think you're gonna do well, but I mean, it's such a challenge there. Yeah. I'm all, such a s- small country that I mean, we don't get automatic votes every year. If you know what I mean, we don't get the automatic. Uh, you have a guaranteed amount of votes which you will, you're gonna get even if the song is rubbish. Um
0: But can we expect you to submit?
1: If they do, if they oh. do another festival, which they're thinking of doing, actually, I will definitely submit. Yes, because I like them. I like, uh, you know, I like the, the thrill of it all. I like it. Have you ever been to Eurovision? You, are, you're always there. Yes, yes, many times. It's the best week of the year. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I agree. I agree. I have fun. I have fun.
0: You recently released a new album. Yeah. Sixty plus
1: yeah well in both I am famous for singing sarcastic songs this has come through 1995 I submitted a song which was kind of a joke joke song and it was it was called I Don't Care and it was a sarcastic way of the Maltese way of thinking that uh, if, listen, I don't care as long as I am happy, then I don't care what you think of the whole thing. And uh, it was that type of song. And uh, I competed with that in a festival as a joke. And that people expected me for this whole 20 years to sing those kind of songs. And I did loads of those songs. I have another four previous albums with those kind of songs. But then about six, seven, eight years ago, I I didn't compete anymore as a singer. And My style of singing is is different than that type of songs. I play in hotels um, and sing in hotels every night in Malta. That's my job at the moment. My style of singing is more Cat Stevens and uh, Mark Knopfler of Dire Straits and uh, Sting maybe, that type of uh, emotional kind of songs, and Rocky Eagles. So last year I took part again in the same festival in Maltese with a song which is my style of song. My style of uh, kind of song and I won it was called Il Verità the song and and I said wow so now is the time to write an album of songs with the style I really like and many of the songs in these album are songs which have been in my mind for quite a li- long time you know thinking thinking of how and what to do them and after I won that festival this, is, this was the time to do this album which is a very personal album I mean my previous albums were songs which I competed with in festivals, they were like compilation albums, not proper albums. This is a proper album in Maltese where I have a song about my father and what I had to tell him. He's not he's dead now, but I mean what I should have told him when he was alive and things uh, 60 plus is because now I'm over 60 person. So now I'm thinking where where am I gonna
3: go? <laughs> sheit vil passi tie kommt mir habib sind che grazie takol hajala mit me ich ste account vicin mana me I'm saying Right, min, lock the collar.
0: I really like this album and I love that it's a mix of symphonic, instrumental, dramatic, singer-songwriter yeah. and pop.
1: Yeah, yeah. Glad you heard it, glad you like it. Although you didn't understand a word, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> no, I don't. And But I, I love the Maltese language. It, it, in my head, it's a mix of Arabic and Italian.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes, true, true. And some English as well. Some English sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Through the years, many of the words from Italy and from England have infiltrated kind of the Arabic language, which was the original uh, and it gave it this particular sound today. I, I love the Eurovision formula and I love when I'm free. Not writing for your opinion. For example, this album has freed me from all the festival mentality. Which, which again, I'll go back to what I told you and at the beginning of this interview that I don't like festivals. This has freed me from that mentality. That you have to do it has to be catchy. It has to be you know people have to understand it quickly. It has to do well. You know the language that the topics of the song has to be have to be something which all people associated associate with, and all this. Um, Obviously, that album is not that still they have to be you know i mean still they have to appeal to people because you do them to share them with people i think that's what nice that's what's nice about music you know i love it when somebody especially who doesn't normally hear my songs gives me a call or sends me a message how i love this album you know i for me it's the biggest compliment somebody can give and i have to mention that my son now is my producer who he he does all he produces all my songs which has have given all my songs a new dimension, I feel, because he's still young. He's really into the music uh, scene. So whatever I write, I give it to him and he gives them a new, fr- refreshed direction, which I'm so lucky to have.
0: You have been so nice, Philip, and given me five CDs of your new CD. Yeah. And to get one of these CDs, you have to share this episode on your social yeah. media accounts, yeah. tag some friends that should listen and do the hashtag Eurovision Legends. so much, Philip, for this lovely conversation.
1: My pleasure. Enjoyed it. <laughs> and
0: thanks to you, our listeners out there in the world. I hope you enjoyed this chat with me and Philip Vella. And if you did, subscribe, like and write a review and tell everyone you know about Eurovision Legends. I hope we meet again soon. you find Eurovision Legends on Facebook and Instagram and all information on my website, eurovisionlegends.se. And don't forget to stream Philip Vella's new CD, on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. Grazie, Philip.
1: My pleasure. Okay, my friend. we keep in touch. And thank you for this. Am I
2: weak? Am I strong? I belong? I could climb mountain high his love fly Is he magical? Logical? Natural? love?